Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Welcome to Crossroads Church. Glad that you were able to join us this evening. Uh, as always, we are we we continue to to offer another opportunity if you aren't able to make it into the to the regular services that we have at uh, at the, the the different venues for Crossroads Church, whether that's in San Antonio or New Braunfels. Uh, we we continue to make this available. Uh, we do believe that there's nothing like gathering together with other believers, and so you are cordially invited to to join us in person. This evening, I'm going to be reading out of Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 9. I guess that's what happens when the 9 flips over. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 6. And last week, I shared from from the New Testament passage where the, the priest, Zechariah, was promised a son. And this son would be, he would be John the Baptist. And there were, there were Old Testament and ancient prophecies that talked about the, the, the forerunner or the one who would come and prepare the way for, for the Messiah. And, uh, and so John the Baptist, uh, in, in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 1, we, we looked at and, and kind of dug into to that prophecy and how John the Baptist how he, just how he was born to aging parents, and miraculously how the angel told Zechariah what was going to take place and even gave him a name. I didn't spend a ton of time on that. Um, at least, I mean, I, I mentioned it a little bit, I know, in the, uh, in the service, um, but I, I didn't really dig into that idea of the name. There was some back and forth between Zechariah and well, Zechariah didn't say anything because he doubted the angel. But the those gathering, waiting for Elizabeth to give birth, said, "What are you going to name him?" And she said, "John." And they were like, "Nobody in your family is named John." And Zechariah, who, who couldn't speak because of his uh, because of this punishment, uh, because of his doubt, wrote on a tablet, and he will be called John. And then he could all of a sudden speak, and then everybody was was saying, "What?" is this child going to be? They could see that God was up to something with John the Baptist. And so I wanted to look a little bit today or this evening at what's in a name? What 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 is in a name? Names are important. Um, um, marketing companies spend, spend multi-million dollar campaigns to, to get the word out. What is in a name? They'll, they'll, they'll go back and forth trying to say, well, now this is what, and then they'll create a logo, they'll, this whole branding of what's in a name. Um, couples will fight over what their children are going to be named. Names are important, but what's in a name? Well, for John the Baptist, this is what God said his name would be. He wasn't going to be Zachariah Jr. He was going to be John. And, and his purpose was, was announced uh, long before his birth. Well, I want to look at a passage, and I already mentioned it. It's in, in Isaiah chapter 9, <clears throat> starting at verse 2. The Bible says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation, increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. 
Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So Isaiah has this this vision that he shares, this prophecy he shares with the people of Israel. And, and he, he's writing somewhere between his birth was 740 and his death was estimated around 781 B.C. So give or take 700 years before Jesus was born, the prophecy was announcing that the people living in darkness would see a great light. The Messiah, the Christ, would come. And, and the scripture says he would be given a name. Well, we know in, in, in the Gospels, he's given several names as well. He would be called Jesus. Uh, Matthew's Gospel records he will be called Emmanuel or God with us. Well, here in Isaiah, just to make his name even longer, uh, it says he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I don't know if you've ever watched a, a sporting event where where the the name of the player on the back is so big they have to kind of arc it a little bit or or reduce the font size on that. And it's always funny. You're, you're thinking if his name were any longer, uh, he'd have to have two jerseys. Well, when when you look at Jesus, he's been given these tight. Now some would say, well, these are titles and not names. Um, but but look at this: for a child, for a child is born to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called. These are be, will be the names that are referenced when thinking about Jesus. And and I just wanted us to think about one of those names this morning or this evening. I just wanted us to think about one of those names. Now, first of all, some of your Bibles will will have the word "wonderful counselor" as as one as one name. But in fact, it really seems like as, as I've dug into this and looked into this and, and actually heard other people who are a lot smarter talk about it, they would say it needs to be divided up. These are separate names based off of the, 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 the grammatical uh, setup of this. And so let's just, I just want us to look at the name Wonderful. He will be called Wonderful. He will have the name Wonderful. The um, the uh, actual word in the um, in the Hebrew for this is pele, and and pele is if it let, if my if my there we go. I was using an iPad. If it'll get me over there, and wonderful is translated here: wonder, marvel, extraordinary, hard to understand. God's acts of judgment and redemption. So. Wonderful is full of a lot of different understandings. Um, when a couple tries to prepare a name for a child, sometimes they can spend, spend months and months, and sometimes they can disagree all the way up, as it was, I think, in one of our children's cases. We, we were really stumbling on the name all the way up to the end and had differing points of view why we should name him this or that. For the Hebrews, they would often wait till 
when the Hebrew children were born, they would see the child and see the, the factions. They would see the, uh, the, the hair. They would see the different features of the child. And then they would name the child based off of what they had seen. And this was also very, they didn't, they didn't have these baby invitations that they sent out and said, okay, send me, send me some olive oil and some dates and some figs and um, a housewarming, not a housewarming, but a baby, a baby present and had a baby shower. We, I mean, as far as we know, we don't know about that. But their names were often even, they waited till the very end. Well, it's, it's the reverse with Jesus. We're told how he would be called and who he would be long before he ever arrived. And, and, and it was to prepare us. It was to prepare us for what he was going to be. And then when he came, we weren't prepared. And I say we, I'm talking about humanity. But very easily, that first Christmas that he was not well received or were, what he was able to slip in to the world in the night unnoticed by most was an indictment on a world that really wasn't waiting on him, wasn't expecting him, wasn't preparing for him. The scripture says that he will be called wonderful. Well, in English, we can play with this a little bit. We can flip it around and say full of wonder. What's exactly, it was exactly what the Hebrews meant by this word. And, and the scripture has many different places. For instance, in, in Exodus chapter 15, the scripture says, who is like you among the gods? Oh Lord, who is like you, majestic in holiness? And you, you've heard me hit that word holiness lots of times and uh, need to go back to it many more because he's called us to walk in holiness. But the scripture says, who is like you, majestic in holiness? Well, no one, right? That's awesome in praises and working wonders. And the psalmist said it this way in Psalm 77, 11, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I remember your wonders of old. And a lot of times we see the word wonders popping up. Uh, Psalm 119, 129 says, Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my, uh, my soul observes them. You, God, are wonderful. Isaiah says this in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 1. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I'll lift you up. I'll praise you. Those are, I'm sorry, I'm giving you different definitions. I will give thanks to your name for you have worked wonders. Plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. God has been preparing a message for you long before you ever heard the very first message. Now, for many of you listening to, to this, you've been in the church maybe for a while. Maybe some of you stumble onto this recording later. I want you to know that the scripture says he prepared this message, not my message, but the message of who Jesus would be and what Jesus' um, role in your life. And his name, he would be called Wonderful. This is a message for you to embrace. This is a message for you. The child was born not just for everybody else because everybody else maybe was more worthy. Because we know we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of that holiness I just mentioned. But the scripture says he was given so that you could experience the wonder of God, the marvel. Um, a big fascination with its 26 movies over the last few years has been the Marvel franchise. A lot of people, including myself, find some, as I've watched those, some of those movies with my kids, I've, I've started to find myself a little marveled out. 
uh, you're like, okay, you know, big, talented, powerful hero takes on someone equally or just slightly not so powerful. And so you've got this anti-hero and they go back and forth and they fight and eventually the hero wins in most cases. Sometimes in some of the movies, they've thrown us for a loop. Um, but the series is, is the Marvel franchise. But over time, it's become less marvelous and and almost boring. And, 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 I, and I got to thinking, God is marvelous. He's wonderful, yet the world is acting as if, eh, we've heard that. We've seen that movie. We've seen that trailer. We've seen that clip. Been there, done that. I think I'll skip this next sequel. But the, the fact is, we'll never get enough of the wonder of God. God. What God is trying to do is so full, so immeasurable, that if we spent more time trying to understand his amazingness, we'd never get through it. In fact, it would consume us for the rest of our lives, which... I think he wants us to be prepared for. God wants us to understand that he is full of wonder. And, 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 and back in the Old Testament, they would talk about his wonders because of the things he had done. But the scripture says this would be embodied in Jesus. And when Jesus met someone, uh, if it were, say it was someone who was an outcast, he showed compassion on them. And the people wondered. They were like in, in wonder themselves. What is he doing? Why is he with them? Why is he talking to them? Why is he healing them? Why is he forgiving them? And that's wonderful. Jesus' love for, for, for the world he came to save is wonderful. What he came to do for you and for me is amazing. The scripture says that he would be called wonderful. I was speaking to a friend the other, uh, I was actually speaking to a friend last night and he and I were looking at a, at a verse and I'm going to see if I can just get to it real quick without having to flip to it. And uh, the verse is found, the verse is found in Proverbs chapter 18. In fact, I will go to it because I'd rather read it from uh, something that's not digital. It's got a bunch of little notes beside it. Proverbs chapter 18 and it says in verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Some translations will say, we'll run into it and are safe. The idea is, and, and of course the Proverbs, you've got a lot going on in there, but I just underlined it after we were having this conversation and, and he was sharing that he'd been thinking about that verse for a while. And I, and to be honest, I haven't thought about it enough. But it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, remember that, they we're going back to that holiness theme there again, run to it and are safe. So, so the Bible says that Jesus is going to be called wonderful. Well, when you think of running towards wonderful, what does that mean in your situation? What does that mean in my situation? That, well, and I'll just give you just a couple, I'll throw a few things out there. That means that that my wonderful God and your wonderful God can surprise us and amaze us wonderfully. He can do more than we could ask, hope, think, or imagine, as the scriptures say. 
And so when you run to him, it's not like you're running to some base on, on free, a game of free tag, uh, a freeze tag as a kid uh, out, in the, out in the parking lot or in the grass or the lawn of the schoolyard. Okay, I, I touch this, I'm safe. No, it's more than that. Uh, and, and I do like the, the, the idea or the, at least the translation of, I think it's the NASB that says the righteous will run into it. Because when you think of a tower, a military tower, it's a, it's a place of strength. And you go into that. And what, what can you do with the tower? You can actually go all the way up to the top and you can kind of see out what everything is and where everything is, where you can see your invaders. You can see, you can be, you can be elevated above your enemies. What does it mean that, the, the, that the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower? What does it mean, as Isaiah said in chapter 9, that, that he will be called wonderful if it weren't for the fact that he would hear us when we need him? He would be there for us in strength and power and wonder. He would provide that hedge of protection over us. But then again, he would be so much more than all of that. He would be the God who, who distributed the plagues, the God of judgment over the Egyptians who mistreated his people. He would also be the God of wonder who would part the Red Sea and they would go to the other side and they would be free. He would be the God would be so wonderful that he would send his only son. And Jesus being called wonderful would go to the cross for you and for me. So when you think about preparing for Christmas, and when I think about preparing for Christmas, and we think, oh, okay, and his name will be called Jesus. Well, his name is Jesus, earthly, and that's how they would refer to him. But he had other titles and other names. And one of them I want you to reflect on, and maybe we can all reflect on this week, is he will be called Wonderful. Is he wonderful to you? What's in a name, as it's been said in the past? What's in a name? Well, there's a lot in a name. And in the name of Jesus, there, there's a lot going on. But would we spend a little bit more time thinking about how wonderful our God is? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the time we get to spend together, these few moments, and kind of meditate on your word. I do ask, though, that if there's anyone that's listening to this message, that's reading these verses, and just and maybe lost a little the the marvel and wonder of you who you are has has faded. We know why it fades. Well, we kind of think we know why it fades. It's not because you have faded. It's probably more likely that we have gone astray. It's probably more likely that we haven't paid attention to your greatness and meditated on your precepts, your laws. We, it's probably because we haven't spent time thanking you for who you are. Lord, all of these and probably many other thoughts are coming to our minds now, but we do ask that you being the wonderful God that you are would continue to have patience with us. And if it be your will, continue to show your wonder, reveal your wonder to us. Uh, Lord, as we continue to want to praise you and to seek you and to honor you. We pray it in Jesus' name. We pray it in the, in the name that would be called Wonderful. Amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit CrossroadsTX.Church.